This is the Born Offside Podcast, the only podcast that asks you to choose between waffles and baguettes. Will it be the crispy crust and soft white combo, or do you prefer the sugary delights of a good waffle? Choose now, or go eat a muffin. Tonight, in St. Petersburg, Russia, a city where there were a bunch of wars and stuff, all of which America won, there's a new fight. A fight between blue and red, between a country that's always hated us, and one we weren't even sure was actually a country until very recently. Can the fighting cocks of France whip out their baguettes and release the Mbappe Express? Or will the Belgian beer bangers put on their hazard lights? Will it be the Romulo and the Jungalo? Will Pogba go Pogboom? Will Mertens be hurtins after 90 minutes? Will Samuel be thinking, mmm, titties? Or will he look like a boob? Or will the midfield wall of hair keep out these pesky immigrants? KBB Bad Radio presents the ultimate clash in a sport Americans don't really care about. Wine versus beer. Baguettes versus waffles. Tiny country in Europe that we save from the Germans against, well, another tiny country that should be a hell of a lot more grateful. Tune in tonight for France versus Belgium. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 20 bloody three who thought we would have made it this far I say that after every episode I've been saying this after episode two um, of Porn Offside (laughs) it's getting a bit odd (laughs) but I'm still in shock everyone else should be in shock that Jason and I have had the consistency to do anything for this long I think this is the most anything I've ever done and that includes jobs consistently ever yeah yeah, yeah. I've never followed anything through this far Um, I've been married for a bit Anyway, uh, <laughs> episode 20, bloody three of Born Offside and um, follow us, follow us on Twitter at Offside Born and uh, like us on Facebook at Born Offside Pod. Uh, this show tonight, uh, we're going to do two things. Um, well, one thing, but we're going to do it in two parts. Uh, we'll be previewing the Belgium versus France match tonight and then we're going to be back tomorrow to review uh, Belgium versus France and also preview uh, the small inconsequential match that kind of doesn't mean anything and I'm not at all freaked out about <laughs> already at all you know versus Croatia but mostly we'll just be reviewing Belgium versus France then mate on Friday it's the big one the show that all our listeners all seven of them have been waiting for not only will we review that second inconsequential semi we will preview the monster the big one the big daddy bad boy that's right the third fourth playoff match preview happens here who's gonna get the bronze who goes home with nothing don't they both kind of go home with nothing yes who cares uh then on sunday if we can be bothered we might preview the final and if we can be bothered we might review the final we'll see it kind of really depends on who's in it jason might be doing that by himself (laughs) it's a big commitment mate to do that big commitment and we've come this far now i think we should just cut it quite frankly yes. that's enough yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Just get rid of it. no one's listening anymore anyway um <laughs> back to today's proceedings mate it's belgium versus france it's in a few hours um we'll divide the pod into two parts mate so for the first half we're going to talk about everything france uh or as i like to call it team baguettes 
And then in the second part, uh, we'll talk about everything waffles, uh, waffles from Brussels, uh, which is, of course, mate, I've said this to you before. Whenever I see the word waffle and I speak out loud, I never want to say waffle. I want to say waffle. And um, <laughs> I don't know why. Um, anyway, we'll talk about Belgium in the second half. But, mate, before we do that, uh, in this kind of like bit before the first bit, I just want to say a couple of general things, uh, which you can respond to if you want, or you can just you know silently do nothing uh, i might just silently do nothing for the rest of the (laughs) rest of this just let you talk and then uh, time to go home now i have been talking a lot haven't i um (laughs) keep going mate one of the things i think is really noticeable like i said there's been a lot of decrying the fact that there's no african teams in crime decrying oh i'm sorry (laughs) you are (laughs) uh you're a sorry individual um there's no african no african teams in in um the last 16 only Correct. one asian team and no asian teams in the in the quarterfinals now in the semifinals there's not even a south american team but Correct. what i want to say is is if you look at the makeup of the four teams who have made it especially england belgium and france i think have to be the most diverse teams uh, you know you've got uh, players who've come from all over the world uh, parents all over the place i think i read that Kylian Mbappe, one of the stars of this tournament, has a Congolese mother and an Algerian father, or the other way around. Um, so some, you know, really diverse people. And even French. Because uh, they met in France, didn't they, mate? Like, when one oh, person okay. from one country, like, comes from another country, <laughs> and then they meet in third country, that's how you, you know, it's possible. Okay. Think yeah, about all right, it. let him... Let him be. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't just like I know he was born in, in the Congo and went. Hey, the Algerian. Oh, is, the, bet, the father the Congolese, is Algerian. Get him the Congolese. F- yeah, Congolese FA are pretty pissed off. You know they must have put an application in it. Mbappe, you should be coming over here. He became Jamaican all of a sudden. Sorry. Here's me trying to do my bit for diversity, and you're doing a Jamaican accent for Congolese people. Hold on. Um. So Shoot. yeah, and also the other thing is even it, the team which just if you were to look at doesn't seem to be big on immigration, Croatia is actually because Croatia has more players born outside the borders of their country than any other. Um, people like uh, Rakitic were born in Switzerland. Uh, I mean, obviously they're not you know as far away as, as Africa or Asia or anywhere like that, but even Croatia is a team that is benefiting uh, from, from the... From the gloriousness of, of inter-country migration. And I think in these modern times, it sends a really big message to Donald Trump of basically, fuck you. And <laughs> everyone who voted for Brexit also, fuck you. Freedom of movement equals better football. And if we've got better football, who cares about anything else? Economics, people living better, none of that stuff matters. Football is what's important. And immigration is good for football. So shut up. Okay, that's my politics <laughs> over and over. <laughs> mate. With passion, with passion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay, mate. So uh, with the intro done, uh, I think that's one of the shortest parts ever. We're going to take a tiny, tiny little break, and then we'll be back with Jason talking endlessly about baguettes and also a little <laughs> bit about the French national team. Get ready. Terry Henry is French. Terry Henry coaches Belgium. Terry Henry doesn't know who to cheer for. That's what you get for having two first names. He can't choose a name. He can't choose a football team. You're a waste of space, Terry Henry. Talking of which, here's part two. 
and we're back for those of you who have been waiting for i don't know what was that probably 30 second break the wait is over jason talk about france for as long as you can go <laughs> well it's, uh, it's very simple i think it's uh, something like this so you talking about uh, cross cultural cross cultural we are culture we are, we, we are culture. We are now I don't know even what accent to do anymore, you know, because Europeans are so cross-cultural. So it doesn't really matter which direction or country that you've come from in the past. You basically are not who you think you are. And that's one of the nice things, I France. think, about... I told you to talk uh, about France. <laughs> Sorry. That's just... I'm just bridging. Bridging, you know. Uh, oh, mate. Well, you know, you got to talk about France and talk about Belgium. You actually want me to talk about France and about how far they've come and about what 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 they've done and about their prospects for, for this match, right? That, you're not asking me to talk about baguettes really seriously, are you? No, I'm okay. Talk or... about the French national team and All right, how okay. you think they've played. This is a podcast about football. I thought yep. by now, 23 episodes in, you'd be familiar with it. <laughs> Because there's what there's 20, 22, 22 uh, uh, um, players in this squad, isn't it? It's twenty two usually. It's twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three. Twenty three players in this squad. We could we could refer them all or, or refer to all of them as baguettes. You know, every single one of them. So there could be all different types of baguettes made in different shops in different parts of the country. I don't and that's think all even the are. French have twenty three kinds of baguette. I'm, I know they have like millions of types of cheeses, but there's no way that they that's have. True. I mean, how many like big baguette? Small baguette, <laughs> brown baguette, white baguette. Don't oh, forget. Right. Okay. Don't, forget. <laughs> don't forget the white Fair baguette, and the brown baguette. Don't, don't go all, all you know weird on this me. This podcast jumped the shark when two men spent as long as they could talking about varieties of baguette. <laughs> if you can possibly imagine, eleven baguettes on the football pitch, dressed in French shirts, French shorts, French socks, and some boots given to them by Nike. Um, then you know you've got a team of baguettes you know and they're all just going to be going for it you know full hell for leather my favorite baguette of the entire uh, uh, tournament so far um, is is none other uh, and I'm going to be very sort of serious I guess on this one uh, uh, is uh, Pavar now he is one baguette that we will not forget in the immediate future, I should imagine. I'd never heard of him beforehand, and he's come on, and now every single time I watch him on TV or every single time I watch him playing a game, I'm just like, ah, oh, he's just like, you know, and I think we covered it in, the, in a podcast a while ago. He's so French. It's fantastic, you know, and um, obviously we're bridging on to the, the cross-cultural side of things. He's probably the least cross-cultural out of all Zeef Hogs uh, that is in there. But, um, but no, look, I've, I've been really impressed, so impressed actually with, with the French squad. And if we think about the French team, uh, they are the favourites to win, win this World Cup, I, I, I think anyway. I know that the, the odds, uh, 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 the bet, betting odds and everything have, have been so interesting over the last, uh, over the last sort of the course of last week or yeah, especially last week. It's, it's amazing how the odds keep changing day by day, even though no football is played, you know, how different uh, uh, perspectives come in. And I think it's different people's opinion uh, uh, influence different people's minds, you know, and, and therefore the bookies kind of, feel that the nation is veering towards an, an extra confident Britain or England now. And so therefore England are suddenly favorites to win it. So they you know, odds, you know, gone up. Uh, 
it, it's pretty nuts. And so the latest odds that I saw were actually that Belgium would be favourite to win this win this game uh, uh, tonight. Um, I don't know how that's happened, how the how the spin has happened, how the twist has happened. Uh, but in my opinion, I think uh, um, you know you can't compare baguettes versus waffles. You know, baguettes will always smash the waffles. You know, the waffles are lying down on their backs. Baguettes are standing up, ready to pounce. So I would be going for a France, uh, a France win, but I don't. It's not going to be easy. And I think the world wants to see another penalty shootout. I think. I think so. Especially, and, <laughs> and I'm sorry to say this, but uh, I'm, I don't care that much for France, and I don't care that much for Belgium either. So it'd be nice to see them both suffer, you know, a little bit. You know, the, the, the World Cup uh, hasn't been as pain. Mate, you them. are aware of the fact that one of them does have to win. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah eventually, unfortunately, there'll be that explosion of joy for at least one of them. But the other one will have the exact opposite. So I'm, I'm happy with Polars, you know, and <laughs> uh, at, least, at least one of them is going to get smashed. And, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm being extra critical and extra horrible, uh, uh, I think. I, I've got a little bit of a, uh, a soft spot I guess for France my grandmother was French and uh, what? Uh, born in France what what what, what 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 this is information ah, that I have not what? my How? grandmother's my grandmother's French or was on French. which side <laughs> on my grandmother's side <laughs> no on your mother's Sorry. side or your on father's my side, yeah. side of course on my mother's side yeah yeah of course on my mother's side of course, I don't know on she, 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 she <laughs> my dad's side like huh <laughs> what what <laughs> We're Where's Southampton, France? mate. We're from Southampton. <laughs> hey, my my grandmother actually—it's funny, crazy story. Actually, um, by the way, we're uh, about to go into a Jason's grandmother, France anecdote. We still haven't spoken about any no, football. No. The word "pavard" no is mentioned at one point. <laughs> off. Here we go. Carry on. This- there's, there's no anecdote. There's no anecdote. It's, it's just a real story. Uh, my, my grandmother had to had to run away from 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 Hitler, uh, uh, from Hitler himself. Uh, Hitler was was racing down the street with a baguette, and she was like, "Oh, I better get out of here." And um, her mum and dad, so therefore my great grandparents, um, <coughs> they actually sent my grandmother, who was an only child, uh, to Portugal, uh, to uh, a, a side of the family from my great grandmother uh, in Portugal. So they 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 sent her uh, to Portugal so that she wouldn't be there during the war, and then my great grandfather and great grandmother stayed in paris uh when when hitler invaded and he was uh uh he was a jeweler at the time and so they the the, the nazis got him embossing uh uh embossing in documentation and putting stamps on him in, in important documentation stuff so they didn't kill him uh, uh basically um and uh, and then after the war was over uh, my grandmother went back uh, to uh, to France, but by that time had met my grandfather, and the two of them had sort of fallen in love and all that stuff and everything. And so my grandfather then went to Paris from Portugal and asked her to get married, and then they went back to Portugal. And that's the reason why I'm from Portugal. So there you go. Uh, there's my little uh, crazy little story. So um, Jason, but anyway, so stories <laughs> of his ancestry will continue in the podcast post the World Cup. But Sorry, now, we're go- I'm just going to interrupt and start talking about football. Um, Good. Mate, one of, one of the really interesting things uh, about this match, uh, and I find it really interesting, uh, and France yep. has come out and talked about it today, and it's interesting it's France that's talking about it, uh, is that uh, a certain Mr. Terry Henry, uh, known to everyone probably mm-hmm. by his real name, Thierry Henry, um, Thierry Henry. Uh, is um, 
uh, France have come out today, uh, the French FA have come out today and said that Henri is in the wrong place. Uh, <laughs> well, they've I mean, only that, noticed now. <laughs> those are the actual words. That, I mean, they've used the French for that, but the, the translation of what they said is, Henri is in the wrong place. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Thierry Henri is a French uh, player, World Cup winner in 98, World Cup finalist in 2006. As um, French as they come. Yeah. He's pretty much as French as they get. Uh, and he's the assistant coach of uh, Belgium, uh, which is not France. And uh, as a result, <laughs> the French FA have simply said, Thierry, you are in the wrong place. And it seems as if Thierry hasn't gone, oh, shit, oh, bollocks. <laughs> I thought, because, you know, some oh. of them were speaking French and everything. And, and uh, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we think that Thierry is going to go, you know what, lads, I can't do this. I'm back over to France. And then he's going to come and like Pogba and Griezmann are going to be there and go, Thierry, you're Yay! Ole, 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 ole. And they'll lift him up onto his shoulders, you know, onto everyone's shoulders. And yeah, yeah, probably <laughs> that'll happen. That'll happen when France score. Um, you know, <laughs> France will score and then Thierry will be like, Okay, I don't really want to be on this side. These guys are freaking losers, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Probably, anyway. <laughs> that would be so funny if Henri starts high-fiving people and then turn around and go, what? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 sorry. Belgium, Belgium, go Belgium. Well, we were talking about uh, uh, Griezmann saying, you know, the, the other day when he was playing, up, uh, playing against Uruguay, how emotional it was going to be for him. Imagine how it must be for Thierry Henri, who hasn't really had... He's had a very interesting... Uh, uh, history since he he stopped playing football um, in terms of possible managerial and assistant managerial uh, career, you know. So he's 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 sort of flitted with Premier League uh, uh, possibilities. You know, he's it, there's been you know options for for him to be able to go, but he's never done it, and it's just very very interesting. I think to suddenly see him on the other bench. You know, and we're talking about emotions. How is this going to, uh, 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 to to happen? You know, I think I think it's very, very, very interesting. Um, and the, the, all the talk about being professional and all that stuff—it's just, oh, it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a tough one, I think. But um, yeah, very interesting. I I hope he do. I hope he does do. I hope he do do that. Yes, <laughs> I hope he does. Uh, <laughs> suddenly decide. You know what? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Belgium things not working for me, you know, being with uh, with this bloke over here, Martinez. Martinez, you got a Spanish name anyway, mate. You know, come on, let's go somewhere else. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's, uh, yeah, very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. So um, moving on to the actual, the current France team, um, there's um, obviously a, a few important players, but there's one player who I think is going to be crucial. Um, and he's the only from if you look at both teams the only player who i would say is an out and out proper defensive midfielder and it's ngolo kanté mm. uh, and ngolo kanté is a player that when he plays against you is an absolute nightmare he is mm. horrible for one he's quite clearly the result of some genetic experiment where they've taken a battery and mixed it with a human. And then this battery, because he's just like an energizer bunny type thing that never stops running. <laughs> and you're like, 
you just I urge people just take 10 minutes of the game and just watch Conte and then you'll just realize that it's almost as if he gets paid to be in the camera shot at all times because it's just he, where, oh there he is oh there he is oh there he is does he ever talk as well I've never no. seen him talk like he just does it you know and you're like oh god that's that's pretty good yeah sorry if you ever look at photos and stuff of, of his teams you'll notice that he's very calmly yeah, sitting on. by himself over in the corner um it's yes and that's that's another thing that i think is really to his credit is because that he's not in any way seemed to have any kind of personality and also he looks cute and small is that referees let him get away with absolutely anything like he he you know i've watched games and i thought he needs to be booked that's like his 53rd foul and it's only the 27th <laughs> minute and refs don't do it because they're like ah oh, little conte oh you do guy i'm gonna book him with his baby face he's only likes because he looks like he's seven but he's not he's 20 <laughs> something and very good at football um but I think I don't think Very that good. Belgium have a player anywhere near the level of him, and and his ability to cover, because I think some of the other French players lack discipline. I mean, Pogba in particular is a player who's been shown repeatedly to lack discipline. But when Conte is just everywhere, you almost don't have to have discipline. It's like they must, the fullbacks, etc., must be thinking, "Shall I go on a rampaging run up the left? You know what? I will. Conte will be there." <laughs> or like, should I run back? Oh, fuck, Conte will be there. Like, I think only Larice. I think Larice at times was thinking, should I save this? Oh, Conte's got it. <laughs> like, well, where did he come from? He's on the line, saving it. <laughs> Thanks, Conte. Thank you. No problem. Merci, Conte. Merci. <laughs> Can you deliver this for me as well, please? Just take this to the post office. Come back. <laughs> Half the time he's running all of the French players' errands. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah. <laughs> Giroud, like, do you want to you want to send that baguette to your to your sister at home? Oh yes, please. Um, <laughs> he's like doing their laundry and stuff half time because <laughs> he's just got so much energy. He is. He's uh, <coughs> He came. <coughs> excuse me. He uh, uh, came into the Premier League a little bit of a kind of not unknown, but like a, certainly a, 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 as a little bit of a surprise, didn't he? And. Uh, he, he, you know, he went into Le- Leicester's team and uh, obviously straight into it. I think uh, um, uh, I was about to Ranieri. I was about to call him Ravioli. Ravioli <laughs> must have thought, uh, must have thought, God, who's this? Is kid's humble? Thank God I've got him. You know, so you know, and who wouldn't? I mean, Ravioli would, and Ravanelli would as well, and so Claudio Ranieri definitely would. And I think like he's he's twenty twenty seven. Just looked it up. He's 27 years old, and he is. You're right. He's so slight of frame, and and he goes unnoticed everywhere he goes, and everything he does, he he just does it everything so quietly. Um, this World Cup has has probably uh, allowed us to be able to kind of speculate on who one of the who some of the best midfielders are in the world, uh, because we've been able to have a look at at that middle line, whether it's a back, whether it's a sort of a two sitting in front. Of the, of the defense or just one poor Jordan Henderson on his own with a St. George's cross flag waving it don't forget me or whether it's uh, you know Witzel and Fellaini all of a sudden come into it and you know th- this th- this has been a, a, a real uh, um, World Cup for midfielders and 
one of the most impressive and one of the, the wonder, most wonderful that I've enjoyed watching is Luka Modric. And uh, I think now with the, with the exit of Ronaldo and the exit of Messi uh, from, uh, from the world stage, it's time for someone to step up. And I think, you know, with Neymar falling on his heels all the time, he's, it's difficult for him to come in. It's almost time for, uh, for the world to see, uh, as opposed to a, a striker or an attacking uh, player dominate the last uh, 10 years of the Ballon d'Or. It's time, I think, for, uh, 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 for a midfielder to come into play. And Kante is just has just been unbelievable the last two or three seasons and last three seasons, really, when you think about two seasons at Leicester and then one uh, uh, at Chelsea. The the problem I think with Kante is that he plays for Chelsea. And I think whilst he plays for Chelsea, he's just not going to be, he's just not going to be sort of noted like and, and, and likable <laughs> as well. And, uh, and no one's going to really sort of go, well, he's an amazing football player because he's playing for Chelsea. He needs to play for, for one, of the, one of the top teams. Gosh, are Chelsea people out there going, oh, how, how dare you say that? Oh my God, you can't say that. And with the same breath as bloody Sunderland or something. But it's true. I'm sorry, Chelsea fans. You're just not a, a, a top European team anymore. You were maybe about, you know, three, four, five years ago, actually. I'd, I'd probably put you up there, but but now you're definitely not. And I don't think you will be for a while, you know. So um, you're lucky you got Conte in there to help you out. So I think Conte needs needs to move to, to one of the big guns now uh, for, for uh, you know, him to be recognized. Definitely Conte needs to, it, if Conte has a, has a bad game, then uh, uh, Belgium have a chance. If Conte plays like Conte plays, then I think Belgium could probably forget about it and, unless the rest of the French team really screw up completely. But uh, what you find is that nowadays, regardless of who you put around Conte, if they all, you know, you can have six or seven of them play badly, as long as Conte plays well, yeah, you, you're, you, you'll, you'll be able to escape. Um, and also another thing that I, I've noticed, uh, and I, I noticed this, uh, I think, uh, earlier, either this season or towards the end of last season. Um, I can't remember who the interview was, was with, but it was uh, a very good midfielder. And he came out and he said, uh, and he was talking about Conte, and he was saying, I can't play in the same game that Conte plays on the opposition because every, my every second thought is where's Conte? <laughs> Where is he? Where is he? He's just and, behind you. And, and before you, exactly. And before you know it, there he is. <laughs> well, Ranieri, Ranier, Ranier, Claudio Ranieri famously said that, the next thing that Kante is going to do like to, in order to improve his game is he's going to head in his own cross. Like, I mean, that's like the only thing that he can't do. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't put it past him. I'm trying to well, put that is, one up. I know. I think I, I would go as far as to say he's a bit shit in the air because he is only five foot one. Yeah, um, come on. I mean, he doesn't need to be shit in the air in his position though, does he? No. So like, he's, uh, it doesn't need to be good in the air. Sorry, it doesn't need to be shit. <laughs> it doesn't need to be good in the air in this position. No, absolutely. He is, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, we we could we could rant and rave about Kante like all day, to be honest. And we could have done so way before this tournament started. Um, he, it, but I think it's so. It has been so over said that we we don't even bother. You know, nowadays people don't even bother saying how good he is. Everyone knows that he's uh, undoubtedly a cornerstone of any football team that he plays in. Uh, so, like, you know, I mean, he would definitely get into my five-a-side Monday night football uh, team, oh. I reckon. 
yeah. Woof, mate, Definitely. mate. Really, like, I would have thought the most, most five-a-sides I've played in, he probably would win by himself. Like, just, <laughs> just unleash Conte. He would probably win. Um, all, because as all, soon as he gave the ball away, he'd get it back. Yeah, <laughs> all five of us are on, you know, first half, and then, like, three, sec- three, three minutes before the first half ends, we all go off. Conte comes on by himself and <laughs> turns the game around. Cheers, Conte. <laughs> now you can go do the washing. Thank you. Bye. Cheers, Angola. Uh, right, well, I think, mate, that should conclude our France preview, which has essentially been um, some fairly robust stuff about baguettes, uh, decrying the placement of Thierry Henry, and then uh, a huge rant about the quality of N'Golo Conte. You're not going to get that with other podcasts. Uh, and the thing, uh, thing that we're going to do now is take a short break and then come back where we're going to talk exclusively about Belgium. <laughs> Martinez, Martinez. Whichever way you say it, we still think he's a total chancer, who has no idea how he got here. He's clearly picking players according to hair. Here's part three. And we're back. It's part two. It's the final part of episode 23. And it's dedicated to your friends and mine. Uh, Actually, that's not true. They're not my friends at all. Mate, have you been to Belgium? I have been once. Have you ever been? Yes, yes, and I, I have been, uh, 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 yeah, a long time ago, <laughs> I, I was actually, um, in, in passing though, really, because I was on my way to Amsterdam, uh, so, but I, I did stop there for a, a short period of time. I remember it being, because I wanted to go to the European Union's capital, uh, so uh, the EEC heart, and, uh, and I went there and it was, uh, it was very boring. Uh, from what I remember. I, I, I'm sorry, Belgians, uh, but I felt like it was just a very boring place. But, uh, uh, but uh, you know, it's, it's not very fair because you've got hundreds of years, sorry, hundreds, not thousands, hundreds of years of history. Um, uh, <laughs> probably that's, uh, So it's not, it's not very fair. But I did remember it being, yeah, very boring. Very boring, yeah. Okay, well, fair enough. There you go. There's Jason's travel review of Belgium. <laughs> Mostly boring. Uh, let's stick to football, shall we? Mate, one curious thing uh, that I noticed uh, when doing my research, uh, yes, one of us does research for this show, uh, was that uh, if you look at the head-to-head, um, Belgium versus France in the head-to-head, Belgium have more wins than France. Mate, I, I still struggle to believe that. I'm, I'm still, I like, I think your researching skills must be way off. There is no, you might, I don't know where you get, you're getting these stats from like Mars United or something. Mate, because, it's a, a small known institution called the BB fucking C, all right? Oh, hey. bring it on, Beeb. You got it wrong, Beeb. How could you? Um, <laughs> the Beeb says, the Beeb says there have been a total of 73 head-to-head matches of which there have been 24 French wins, but 30, yes, 30 Belgian wins. It's even got it on a nice little graphic here. And uh, the thing that I can't stop looking at is if obviously the, the French logo for France is, is a cock, um, like a cock, just a cock. Not in Amsterdam. Yeah. Not in Amsterdam cock, a Paris cock. And it's, Underneath got FFF on it. But then the Belgian logo is this kind of shieldy thing with a crown and some um, stuff going around. And then these are the letters on the Belgian shield. U-R-B-S, U-R-B-S, F-A-K-B-V-B. Like how many, what? Like I'm gonna attempt, <laughs> I'm gonna attempt now to decipher that. So you must be United R 
region of Belgium, SFA, Scottish Football Association, <laughs> <laughs> KBVB, uh, Noble Volleyball. What the hell? Come on, Belgium. What no, do you no, mean no, all no, the no. letters you got, for? you got it wrong, mate. You got it wrong. It is, you are bullshit French <laughs> association. <laughs> oh, I see. It's a direct call out to the, yeah, yeah. To the French no, FA. Because they'll change it. I'm sure next week when they okay. play against England in the final. Uh, <laughs> can berries uh, violate other berries? So, like, <laughs> not. <laughs> can spelled with a K. I mean, obviously, they're having some difficulties the with their, this. Uh, can, can berries violate berries? There's no question mark there, but that's what they meant. Uh, <laughs> and then it's got... 1895. I should imagine that's the amount of times they've managed to violate French berries uh, <laughs> over, the, over the course of the last uh, 700 years or so. They've been keeping count. And they've won, they've won 30, <laughs> excuse me, they've won 30 times uh, against France's 24. Is this like, I'm, I'm just still struggling to fully understand and why. I don't know about this incredible statistic, probably because I don't care. Um, and I mean that in, in, in the way that I mean that, that I don't mm. care. Because otherwise, if I did care, if I was French or if I was Belgian, I'd know about this statistics. You know, it's like you'd know about this kind of statistic if England had this kind of statistic against uh, uh, one of the home nations, or Scotland or Wales or Ireland or, uh, uh, or, or even... I don't know what the head-to-head -head is like against Germany. I should imagine it's in the negatives, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, but France to be in the negatives against Belgium. Belgium, Belgium have won more times against France. That's just a really difficult concept to to fully understand. I've, because you don't imagine Belgium to be a, a the kind of team that would be the, no. the FFF at the bottom is a fuck French federations. Uh, so I should imagine something along those lines anyway. Something, something along those lines. Uh, mate, if Belgium are going oh, to sorry, FFF, sorry, FFF, FFF fuck, France. Fuck, fuck, That's what it is. <laughs> it's French. Mrs. Fuck. Anyway. Um, mate, if, uh, if Belgium are indeed to FFF the French tonight, um, <laughs> how are they going to do it? Like, where, what's the key to the game? You know, if, if France have got... Conte and Dembele and Umtiti and Varane and Parade. Um, who've Belgium got, mate? <laughs> well, how else do you how else do you fuck another federation? It's very you do you do it the old fashioned way, the traditional way. Put your pants down and uh, <laughs> the other no, team. No. Talk about football. <laughs> Who've Belgium Sorry. got? <laughs> really struggling. Um, <laughs> I think. I think. Look, uh, it's it's. <coughs> Hazard knows all about Kante, you know, so he's mm. he's in there. I would imagine that Lukaku knows knows a well, not not really, because Lukaku moved to Man United before Kante moved to Chelsea. But uh, um, there's a lot of uh, Premier League players uh, in the in the Belgian team, and they'll they'll all know uh, a lot of uh, what the French players can do. Although the French players are a little bit more diverse in in where they play, Belgian players, you know, pretty much. You know, apart from maybe Vit apart from Witzel uh, and Mounier, uh, I think pretty much all and of Mertens. them. And Mertens, sorry, and Mertens, they all pretty much all play in the in the in in the Premier League. So um, these guys are, are all players that 
know the kind of style uh, that the individual players like Kante and Pogba, the, the, the heart of, of that uh, French midfield, will be bringing to the game. So they'll know all about them. And I think they'll feel very confident. I think we... We probably we could probably spend a little bit of time talking about uh, about Martinez. I don't really like to, but uh, um, he, you know, there's a lot of talk going on around, uh, you know, whether he's a tactical genius and a mastermind for for changing his tactics against uh, against fr- uh, Brazil and uh, you know, playing with a back three and having been playing with a back three for the past sort of four or five games or whatever, and then coming up against Brazil and having the balls to change it into a back four. I think he just was scared, you know, and thought, Jesus, this is not going to hold up. We need to have a back four. I don't think it's that at all, mate. I think he's he's like just following the same rules of football management that the, um, you know, that the under sevens, under eights, under nines coach does, which is like, I started the previous game against Japan with these players. I brought those players off and I brought on Fellaini and Chadley and we won. Yes. So I'm just going to yes. keep the same team just because those were the lads that won. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. And like somehow it's managed to work again for him. I just do not think he has a clue about what he's doing. Um, and it's just serenely or I mean, he does have really good players to work with. De Bruyne is a quality player. If it wasn't for the season that has um, the Salah had, he would have been the best player in the Premier League last year. Yep. Uh, Lukaku is a, what, 80 million pound striker. Hazard has been English Premier League player of the year at least once, probably twice. Uh, Alderweireld and Vertonghen together have been the best centre-back partnership in the Premier League for the last two, three years. Mertens um, scores 25 goals in the season in Serie A. These are top quality. Courtois is, or at least has been, one of the best goalkeepers um, in in Europe. Interesting thing about Courtois is I have a French friend who um, listens to this podcast and has indeed been um, sending me nasty tweet messages uh, about how good France are. But I once watched uh, uh, an Atletico Madrid versus Real Madrid. It was Atletico Real Madrid, uh, the first of those Champions League finals. And uh, Courtois came on the big screen and he went, look at Courtois, he is the most Belgian face you've ever seen. And I never knew there was such a thing as a Belgian face. Uh, but was now it I'm, more angular? I'm not yes, sure. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah. I, think, I think it's... If anyone is wondering what a Belgian face looks like, Courtois... Is the most Belgian face player of all time. <laughs> you uh, could drive up that face and get to the other side in one piece. It'd be great. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I mean, these are quality players that Martinez has. And I just, I can't help but feel that they on occasion think, oh, you know what, let's play some football. Um, <laughs> and they stop listening to whatever it is that Martinez, well, I'm not sure about that because Lukaku put in a shift in the last game out wide on the yeah. right which clearly he'd only do if a manager told him to do it. Oh, I don't know. Is he scared of Hazard? I feel like Hazard might have told him to do it. I I don't know what everyone else feels, but I feel like Hazard is a nasty little git that no one likes, including Thorgan Hazard. Like, I think Thorgan Hazard is like constantly walking around apologizing for Eden's behavior. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. And, uh, and they've got to, (coughs) you know, they've, They've got quality on the bench as well. Like I, I look at, uh, uh, although there's one position that I would be really, really worried about. And funny enough, you've mentioned him already in this, uh, uh, just now a second, is Courtois. Now, if something was to happen to Courtois, they've got oh, Mignolet, Mignolet to come in. 
I reckon if Martin, I reckon Martinez might actually turn around to, to Carrasco and go, mate, do you mind going in goal? <laughs> You've done left back. <laughs> you're, you're playing horrendously out. Mignolet's like, <laughs> boss, boss, I'm here. Boss, <laughs> can I play, boss? <laughs> no, no, just sit down. Simon, Simon, sit down, Simon. <laughs> no, or uh, Hazard, the brother, the brother. <laughs> Don't you, get the brother. The get his gloves, get his gloves. Take his... But Simon's like, but monsieur, I want to play. No, you can't, mate. So um, I reckon that's a real, you know, because we'll, we'll discuss Supersic in the next, uh, in next game as well. It just shows how, how important the goalkeepers uh, have been in these, uh, in these tournaments as well. You know, Loris has been fantastic. Like, let's not, like, uh, forget that probably one of the main reasons why, why France is in this game now is because of the save that he made against Uruguay. You know, that save that he made against Uruguay after Uruguay went 1-0 down, um, that was after Varane scored. The, the, if Uruguay had scored there, uh, then I know, I know this, is, this is a game of what-ifs and everything, but if Uruguay had scored there, then it would have been a real, uh, uh, there would have been a real battle on there because Uruguay would have, I, I know they weren't as in it, but they would have just shown, hey, you know, whatever you can do, we can just come straight back at you. But Lloris saved that. And then after that, Uruguay just shrank, you know? So um, well, let's not forget, you know, we've got, we've got some, top 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 quality goalkeepers uh in this in this last four um to and and it's just going to be it's just going to be fantastic um but yeah look we're veering off we're veering off belgium um i i think i think uh, um uh, and it's it's almost sounds stupid to kind of mention it and and say it all the time but i think i think uh, de bruyne holds the key you know if uh, if de bruyne is able to to release the shackles and get away from conte cuz i'm not even sure i'm 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 reckoning i reckon deschamps with his with his lack of teeth is probably going to turn around to conte and say conte make sure you get de bruyne make sure you get de bruyne <laughs> when, you, when you started this this um, part of analysis, when De Bruyne has the key and he's going to release the shackles, and I was wondering whether or not that was a deliberate play on words on your part. But you're now taking. Because <laughs> in my mind, I found a much funner, funner place to go. I was going to go that way, but then I found a much. My mind went. Oh, he's got no teeth. Remember, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's quite far away. He's on the other side of the pitch, and he has to shout it. Okay, Was that Monsieur? Yeah. So he's gonna he's gonna oh, obviously no. gonna be in it. Poor old poor old old Deschamps. Anyway. Um, Mate, uh, I really have. I really have to go. Um, all right, <laughs> just to save this podcast. Uh, who do you think is going to win? You're going for a France win, right? I am going for a France win. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then I will go for a Belgian win, just to be the opposite of you. You always and... do this to me. I hate you, and you end up winning <laughs> every time. Stop it! Oh fuck! I don't want Belgium to win. I better say Belgium. No, I can't. I Ugh. think France. I think France will win. I think they have a better defense. A better defensive organisation. I think Varane and Umtiti are, are quicker, bigger, and stronger than Vertonghen and Alderweireld and companies crocked. Um, so for that reason, um, I think France will well, win. Well, who who would you rather England play in the final? Ooh, mate, mate, mate. I am not. I am not <laughs> doing that. It's coming home. It's coming. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop, it. stop cursing. England's everyone. coming home. It's coming. <laughs> <Oi. laughs> 
Sorry. See, we'll do that, that tomorrow. That we will do yeah, it tomorrow. Yeah, that was, that was. We'll do that we tomorrow. We need to get where um, this has been the most rambling nonsense of the podcast <laughs> we've ever had. What do you expect? We're 23 episodes in. How do we have anything more to say about Belgium? Oh, they'll do it. I don't even know the Belgian national anthem. So, uh, yeah, it'll be France. It'll be France. <laughs> okay. We'll leave you with that message. Thank you, everybody. It'll be France. Au revoir in both languages. It's the same. You like that? (laughs) Episode 23 of the Born Offside podcast is now over. So, which did you choose? Baguettes? Waffles? Neither? Thought so. You always look like a muffin muncher to me. Why don't you follow muffins on Facebook? Good. When you're done, follow Born Offside Pod too. Three, four.